Good morning. I mean afternoon. It's 2.11 p.m. on Friday, March 12th. The year is 2021. I recorded a transcription earlier this morning, but I had to delete it because I think I was over-caffeinated and my heart was beating really really fast from how apropos the cereal, the like hordes of sugary cereal that I had just consumed. Um, At any rate, and in any case, I'm going to read this again. I hope it doesn't sound like too overly performed because I've now read it out loud so many times. Well, I read it out loud like twice. I've read it to myself innumerable times. Let's just, you know, give it a shot and you tell me what you think. I can't believe it's been a minute and I haven't even started recording yet. I'm so sorry. (sighs) Do you ever wonder why particular character quirks possessed by the people you love most bug you more than other quirks do? Madeline does this thing where she'll dip one toe into her sneaker and at the earliest onset of difficulty begin kicking her leg, thus ejecting the shoe from within her proximity, cry shouting, I can't do it. I used to get so mad about it. I'd yell back, yes, you can. Actually, it was more like, yes, you can, with an undertone of disgusted disappointment in my voice, and then show her the extent to which she could do it by uh, doing it for her, forcibly and frustrated. It didn't take long for me to realize that she was acting like a mirror I did not wish to look in, that the disgust and frustration and disappointment was with me. When she gave up while putting on a shoe, my mind transported me to an archive of examples that displayed the times I'd indulged in the same behavior, giving up before really allowing myself to put in an honest effort. Perhaps I did not explicitly yell that I can't do it in a tone reminiscent of nails traveling down a chalkboard, but that is exactly what it sounds like. But when achieving my desired outcome proved even a little more challenging than easy, I'd essentially throw my body down like a falling tub full of bathwater, letting the baby flow out with the water, leaving me engulfed in shards of ceramic tub. Sometimes I feel like I used to live with a metaphoric condom over my head, (laughs) specifying metaphoric and not literal, protecting it from I don't even know what, admitting the truth of existence... Giving up is so much easier than continuing to try. It's like fantasizing about love instead of actually attempting to feel it. On the plus side, you can never really get hurt. On the minus, you don't get to delight in the tiny unilateral pleasures of discovering your parts unknown through an open heart. Laura, meanwhile, has no problem trying. She doesn't like to fail either and will hedge her effort to avoid it. But the threshold of her frustration, at least as it relates to the physical impediments that might separate her from a desired outcome, is a little bit higher. When I'm in her company and the undertone of disgust and disappointment are beginning to take hold, it's usually because she will pretend she can't do something, lift herself up onto a stool, put on her own pants, eat with a utensil instead of her fingers. She's a fucking master of these skills. I noticed her starting to exhibit this behavior earlier in the summer one time when I was paying close attention to Madeline, helping her in suspending myself through an earnest fit. It's like she, Laura, was aware of the dynamics in her purview and thus testing adjustments to her strategy to get what she wanted, my attention, but really what she needed, validation, a cornerstone. I mean, a cornerstone, I have heard, of interdependence. At first, this behavior would infuriate me. The mind games. It was psychological warfare. 
early onset victim mentality that repulsed me because it was me and I had no cure. I've lately realized these labels are cynical, and the work of a woman who has labored over her own sense of worth and moral certitude and blah blah blah. Laura's three years old. She's not deliberately playing a mind game or engaged in psychological warfare. There is an unmet need at stake, and she's doing what she has deciphered as necessary to get that need met. It is very human. There is not much else to it. And for as long as the strategy of mimicking the behavior of distress that is garnering attention around her works in her effort to get attention too, she'll keep doing it, just as I did. Eventually, it could turn into an embodied mentality of victimhood that will convince her she is always with the short end of the stick. It could become so second nature that she will have grown so focused on assessing the dolor of being that she might miss, the love she found, career she built, independence she earned, and on. This is the first time I'm using the word dolor, by the way. Did I use it correctly? I guess you can't really answer because this is a one-sided recording. That's what's so nice about phone calls, huh? It is a seductive proposition to languish helplessly as a sort of coping mechanism in the precise suffering of existence. Isn't this what existentialism is all about? Life is a cup of water, not a glass of wine. It is so fucking boring if you don't write it into a story, a fixed meaning, reason, purpose to our days. So I wonder, when one can finally acknowledge that they've mastered the mindset of victimhood, that is, the story of their short stick, and have declared that as part of their reason, they'd like to absolve themselves of it, write a new story, as it were, how do they do that? Yesterday, I told Madeline and Laura we were going to visit their friend on Greenwich Street. They charged toward the door where their shoes were waiting for them. I was in the kitchen when I heard Madeline go through the motion of losing her shit. I was going to go help her, but Laura stepped in, sat down, and showed her how to get on the shoe. It didn't work, but the effort was new, and the exchange seemed progressive. Progressive enough to make me think this might be the whole thing of it. Or at least, like, a part of it. Surrendering helplessness could be as simple as getting out of your own way, not trying so hard to rewrite the story, and instead just helping someone else out. Letting the story write itself. So, what are you doing this weekend? I, for one, am doing much ado about nothing. Oh my god, I think I'm I'm like going to say something silly now again and have to re-record this whole thing, so maybe I should just stop before. Why why am I still talking? Why am I going? What is go What? Leandra, enough. Close that mouth. Hit the red button. God, I'm just so excited when the recorder is on. It's like being back together with an artifact that I was separated from at birth. If you unsubscribe from my newsletter right now, I will totally understand. I should go. Have a great weekend. Live your damn life. I love you.